What's up? I'm Jamie Z with a very bad voice. I'm Lou Sessor with my normal bad voice. My golden voice is <laughs> shit now. The, the golden pipes. The golden pipes. Oh, Lord. Getting over a 24-hour flu. Uh, got it on Thursday. Yeah. Got it from most likely my son. So. Uh, it's yeah. a nice story. Yeah, it is a nice story. No. Unless yeah. you want me to talk like this. No, no, it's okay. How are you today, Lou Sessor? No, don't do that. Uh, did I say this is Trash South Street? This is Trash South Street. Did I say we talk about music? No. Did I say, like, did I welcome everyone and say something like, hello, my little bed knobs and broomsticks. Welcome to a spooky episode of Trash South Street. No, you didn't. Or maybe I should make it turkey themed. My little giblets and mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what's new? Well. How are things? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. No, I've been in Vegas. Uh, how was the good old Vegas? Did you run into Nomi? Malone? I did. I ran into like a million Nomis, I told you. Yeah. Did she wear her Versace for you? She wore some Versace. Mm-hmm. She pushed uh, Gina Gershon down the steps. What was her name? Honey? No, wait. Did she push Gina Gershon down the steps or did Gina Gershon just break her own leg? I don't remember. Did she push? So, Showgirls. Um, what, I was, saw... what was Gina Gershon's name in Showgirls? I don't remember. Gina Gershon. No. Gina Gershon's gorgeous. And now I just refer. She still looks good. Yeah, I just refer to Kyle McLaughlin as the mayor because mm-hmm. it's easier than the mayor of else. Portland. Yes. So how was uh, Vegas? You've never been to Vegas, right? No, I've it's never. It's a big shithole. Okay. So I'm gonna cut to the chase. I was not a lot a of fan, people love it, and people are dumb. <laughs> like I don't know. I just don't get it. It's not for me. Every movie you've seen about Vegas, mm-hmm. what they don't show you is every three feet, someone trying to give you drink tickets. Or trying to get you to go to a show. Mm-hmm. Where it's like endless harassment on a level like I cannot... You can't breathe. Okay. And it's like this weird rat trap. There are no sidewalks. Gambling, everything's an upcharge. Hmm. I'm sure you've checked into hotels. Uh, I have, once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> and have you ever checked in a little early and they either go, we don't have a room for you yet, or like we do have a room for you? Yeah. yeah. So in Vegas, they go, well, you can't check in until 4 p.m., However, for 4 30 damn. Usually it's like 2 or well, something. Well, it gets better. For $30, you can check in now. That's bullshit. And it is like probably 80 people on this line. You know everyone is paying an upcharge. It's because they want you to gamble. Have you ever checked into a flight from a hotel? A flight from a hotel? So, you know, you, you do pre-check for your flight if you're yeah, going Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've done that for the In hotel. Vegas, they have kiosks where you have to pay to do that. Uh, that's really, a lot of times you just go to the airport and you can check in too. You can, but I'm just saying it's it's annoying that you see these. They look like ATM machines, mm-hmm. and it's you have to pay a charge. You have to run your credit card if you want to. If for some reason you don't have a computer in 2017, which you might not. Yeah. So people like, but it's just this aura of sadness. I mean, I'll say this. Did you it, bang any hookers? Like three, but they weren't. It was like kind of. You're sad. like rubber schmubber. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm never getting back Aids, to Vegas. Maids, whatevs. Um, I saw um, showgirls uh-huh. walking around just in pasties. Mm-hmm. The taxi driver on the way to Vegas juked us and took us the long way. That doesn't Which matter. I didn't realize till the way back when it took us three minutes to go from Caesars to the <laughs> airport. So that's about it. It was. In, I'm glad I went. Everyone should go once just to experience it. A lot of people that I know that love it are like, oh, wow, you could drink with an open container. That's like yeah. a big thing. I was like, I don't, I don't care. And people have literally just jugs of sugary booze everywhere. Huh. So I thought I saw one guy actually thought he had a bong. It was, no, it was like a super big margarita. Oh. Um, you can smoke in the casinos if that's your thing. 
Smoke weed or smoke cigarettes? Cigarettes. That's why I, I don't do. know if weed's legal in Vegas or not. Probably not. Um, so I got there Thursday. What I didn't know is Friday Nine Inch Nails performed in Vegas. Oh, shit. So if I had known that, I would have seen them. But I ate at, uh, was eating at Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse, mm. which was good. It's in the Paris. Did you have the beef Wellington? I did, actually. Uh, now I, I had a Welly. Um, you sent me a picture of it. Yeah. Here. Oh, I don't have anything. I was looking for a coaster. Don't worry about it. I'm drinking my Kavita Sparkling Probiotic Drink. Yeah? Ginger lemon. It's delicious. Yeah. They have them at Wegmans. I'm drinking water out of a a Charlie Brown Snoopy cup. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Go. So speaking of concerts. Yeah. Are you done talking about Vegas? Um, let me just finish really quick. Okay. So, so uh, Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse is in the Paris Casino. Okay. You have to go through a quote-unquote channel to get to the Steakhouse. Oh, really? Huh. Because you're in London. Oh. And that's it. Beef Wellington was good. It was really a steak you could drink. All was the it act- underdone? No. I could just imagine that, well, well, they, they have a tasting menu, uh, and it's like everything from the show, it's like scallops mm-hmm. and beef wellington. Did you um, recognize any of the chefs? No. I did not see any <laughs> I dishes. haven't watched Gordon Ramsay. Movies. I haven't, but, well, you must, they must have done 18 seasons because there's I like know. 14 restaurants in Vegas that are his, and another five coming in the next it's year. crazy. So anyway, that was it. So let's talk about concerts. Yeah, so we saw Chelsea Wolf and Youth Code a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, Youth Code, industrial band. I forget where they're out of. Uh, Los Angeles? Yes, yes. They're out of so West Coast. Because she, she did say it's that. It's like a do, and I think the the front girl is Sarah Taylor or something like that. Yeah, she's been in other bands. She was like in a, I, I should have researched this before, um, but I listened to a podcast with her either on um, 100 Words or Less or turned out a punk, one of them, and she seemed really, really mm-hmm. cool, and uh, I was very interested in listening to Youth Code, because you don't hear too many industrial b- bands anymore. It's kind of a lost art, but I thought yeah. they were good. They were They're really good. This is um, her and her boyfriend. I believe they're dating, and he was in, like, um, a big band, too. I forget. She spits in the air a lot and then catches it with her hand, which kind of grosses me out. Yeah, I like that. It was cool. That's gross. It's cool. But that paled in comparison to Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf is like if... <laughs> If Juan was a band, I guess. <laughs> I cannot... I've been trying to describe it to people. When I would first thought about Chelsea Wolf, when I first listened to her, I was like, oh, it's like Portishead, a metal Portishead. Yes. Kind of. And metal not even in like rural... It's like, it, it, like elements of like sludge metal, but yeah. not really. Yeah, you can throw progressive on it because it's... Yeah, it's different, you know? Or, yeah. But it's so much more than that. It's... <laughs> And then reading her lyrics last night yeah. was just devastating. So yeah, let's talk about the concert first. Yeah, let's talk about the today, concert. Because we're going to do uh, is that the TLA? fun, yeah. And as I said, a youth code opened up, and then Chelsea Wolf takes the stage. Yeah. And she comes out, and it either looked like she just booted up a barrel full of heroin, or mm. she's just so socially awkward and odd, which I think it's probably that, Yeah. that she never breaks her weird, yeah. awkward... Well, well, but like lonely, beautiful soul. So she's she's very much a goth Barbie doll, um, and by like booted up hair in a very literal sense. Mm-hmm. So she barely moves when she performs, and when she does move, it's almost like she's underwater. Yeah. And it was like this really. You could not stop watching. She did. I did see her break character once. Youthco comes out and starts singing with her. Yeah, they sang Vex with her. It Vex. She actually laughed at the end because like. So I don't know if that was planned or not. Although Vex does have a duo we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, the album was recorded by Kurt Ballou or whatever his name is from Converge. So they they kind of have like a big uh, hardcore 
metal uh, urge because the the crowd wasn't like straight goth. It was like an, an eclectic. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Group of people, a lot of metal, a lot of like like sludge and doom metal. I'll say I was very surprised at the number of metal kids in the mm-hmm. audience. And then you had straight up goth kids, and then you had like punk kids. You had like it was it was very interesting. And then cool podcasters like yeah, us. cool podcaster kids like us. Yeah, uh, like cool middle aged parents <laughs> like look narks. <laughs> and I could it was very surreal. Surreal, again, I hate to use the literal sense twice. Surreal in a very literal sense. I came up, like, the next day or the day, of, like, two days after that, I came up with the best analogy. The Sister Christian scene yes, in yes. Boogie Nights is how that concert felt. Um, <laughs> it's just one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I know. It's, like, uncomfortable, but you can't stop it's watching. very uncomfortable. You can't stop watching. You barely breathe. <laughs> It's like what I imagine it'd be like to act in a David Lynch movie. <laughs> well, I sent you that interview with her. Yeah. Right? And it was like, what's in your bag? And it was like the same, like, I think that's just her. The way yeah, she I think she is. There's another one where like the kid at, like the kid's interviewer and she's just, they're asking her questions. She's just mm-hmm. like, good question. Yeah. <laughs> she's very mysterious. So she either, I th- I'm sure there's some element of social awkwardness. It was almost to I'm the sure point, she's like the first time I saw Tori Amos ever talk, mm-hmm. like, not on, like a regular interview and yeah. you're like oh my god they're insane when she's like I recorded in this church because I can feel the soul I don't believe in god it's bullshit but it's almost a direct quote but yeah there's a there's a soul in this church and I was like well I, I you are fair enough I like her though yeah, Tor- yeah I love her um, she's really cool I did watch a live performance mm-hmm. and yeah same way like and they ask her questions, and she's very, like, distant. And Yeah. Well, I told you I, uh, there was an interview with her on New Noise magazine, and I guess last year, like, she was waiting to see if she had cancer or not. Yeah. And that's, like, kind of where, uh, how dark this album was. Yeah. I don't know what was wrong with her. She didn't say she said she had a lot of health problems, but she was waiting on, like, results for cancer for, like, a, a little while. Yeah. Kind of. You think she was disappointed because there's nothing blacker than dying. <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine when she's alone, she's like, Hey everybody, I'm Chelsea, we're Chelsea and the Wolves. <laughs> but no, it was very like, very dreamlike. You want to talk about His Spun? Yeah, so His Spun is the... Her new album mm-hmm. on Sergeant House that was out in September. All right. Um, as we said, Chelsea Wolf's like experimental goth metal almost. Yeah. It has a little bit of everything. I almost thought of shoegazing goth. Yeah. I said it's very much anthemic sludge metal with a, with a few exceptions. She reminded me, lyrically, she reminds me of Otep, only much better. Okay. So you know Otep at all? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's different. Yeah. It's kind of appeals to everybody. Yeah. Um, my favorite songs off. I have four favorite songs. I would say. Mm-hmm. Sixteen Psyche. I like yeah. a lot. It's probably her catchiest on the album. <laughs> it's like, it's like dark, a toe tapper. It's a toe tapper. It's uh, dark and gloomy, and as I said, it's shoegazing type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are pretty like saving me about saving stuff, and mm-hmm. probably she didn't get saved. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot. That's very thin. I imagine every song is about that. Yeah, not getting saved. But um, it's, uh, I, I think it's probably the, the catchiest song on the album. Yeah. And of course, she's has like, ha- every song is like hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. It's it's music to suffocate by. Yes. I mean, literally, it's like, I, I noticed, I think in like Spun, which is like the title track, or mm-hmm. the first track, you probably you just don't breathe when you listen to it, I guess. She had, um if you go on her website, she was talking about different words she uses throughout the album what it actually means and she was like purr means 
death. Like <laughs> it was like all these really creepy, gloomy yeah. shit. But uh, it was just perfect for almost Halloween. I yeah. Think. Vex, I really like Vex. Love Vex. Um, very kind of haunting, echoey, and you have that other like doom metal vocals towards the or vocals towards. <laughs> I the wrote. End. It was a duet with Doctor Claw. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite songs. It has like elements of symphonic black metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Very penetrating. I like the wandering guitar in it. Which yeah. Kind of cool. Just has a creepy sound um, to it. It's uh, pretty cool. Two Spirit, mm-hmm. which starts as a very dissonant acoustic song that builds into something more mm-hmm. for collapsing. But I think probably both twin, our favorites. Twin Fawn. So I'll let you talk about Twin Fawn. I don't really have much written down um, other than the, I read the lyrics last night and yeah. I was like, well, I texted Lou at like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I know I knew he was probably asleep. Yeah. And I was like, the song's either about like having a miscarriage or she had a twin or she was giving or she was pregnant with twins and one of the twin like killed the other twin yeah like <laughs> even ahead of there was probably my favorite song well second i like vex i think a little more mm-hmm. J- jamie texted me i was actually watching teen titans in bed and my phone was out in a different part of my house mm-hmm. so here's a fun fact once i'm in my bedroom i don't like to leave because it it, it, it excites well they're ghosts but more importantly great, great kitty somehow thinks it's time to eat and she won't leave me alone so, so I'm basically held hostage by, by an 11 pound cat. So I get up the next morning and I see that, and I read the lyrics and and I've honestly, hand to God, never been horrified to read something like that. I mean, it is. It's actually like it kind of took me back to the concert. As I said, like it was truly written with just trying to write the saddest. I mean, yeah, something like. And not even just like, in, in like that she could think of at the time. Sad, but and I loved it. But there's a harshness to it. It's very much. It's the carrion flowers of this album. Yes. Um. Yeah, I loved it too. It was just an amazing album. I can't listen to it all in one shot because again, I honestly feel like my heart's gonna stop. <laughs> um, I like particle flux too. That's a little more electric thrown in there. Yeah. The last two songs to me are kind of blah. They're they're not like they're nothing bad. It's mm-hmm. just nothing special about them. It's almost like her um, stuff that she. Carried on from some of her old older mm-hmm. style. Not that it's bad, as I said, but they kind of like, I just kind of forget about. Yeah, it. But, yeah. I, I really like the album. It's awesome. Yes, awesome album. Awesome. Like, it might not be the best concert, like my favorite concert, but it's one of them. It's, it's. I've never been more glad I didn't miss a concert. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, we were like. If I went, I went. Like, if I wasn't feeling, it was no big deal. End up selling out, but the tickets were only like fifteen, twenty bucks yeah. or something, and. uh I'm really. It was one of those like concerts. If like Lou was sick or something was going on, it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal if I missed it. But now I, mm-hmm. I definitely would see Chelsea Wolf again. I remember seeing like know, a know. lot of weird bands were playing. Like Blues Traveler was up yeah, on the marquee. Yeah. Um, well, TLA. It seems like not. It, it's not the venue it used to be because there's so many other options now. Yeah, it was like all your favorite artists of the '90s who were one-hit wonders. Because mm-hmm. I think I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket up yeah, there. Yeah, I saw that up there. Too. Evanescence. Yeah. Oh, that would be Chelsea Wolf. There's almost a much better version of Evanescence, but Evanescence, in my, to my ears, is so shitty. I don't really like Evanescence. I can't stand it, yeah. but... I mean, she has a very nice mm-hmm. voice. I'll give it that, but yeah. I'm never into it's it. It's not my... I think cur- Dwayne used to listen to that all the time yeah. back in the comics. It's not my cup of absinthe. Yes. Good show. I haven't been to the TLA in probably like three years. Yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, it was a long... Uh, well, I told you, I saw, I think, Devil Makes Three there yeah. a, few, a few years ago. That would be Chelsea... Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf. Yes. It's fun. Ezra Kyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I reviewed two of the songs last podcast. Yeah. Off Speaker in the Sky, Off Anxious and Angry, which came out uh, September, I think, 
2017. Acoustic folk punk, I would say it is. It's a lot of Ezra's voice and piano. I think it's... Did you listen to the All album? I, I listened to some of it, and I really like it. Um, yeah, it takes a couple listens. Not that mm-hmm. it's bad, but it's like a very beautiful record. It's very introspective, like thought-provoking, yet rebellious at the same time. Mm-hmm. It just it makes you think, and it's not like in your face, like yeah. overall, like, like just talking to your girl about politics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's more like about yourself, and it's not like it's trying to be positive in just finding yourself in the world and making sense of it. That's the only thing yeah. you could say about it. Um, the first track, everything is wait, <laughs> words back. It's kind of like backwards, mm-hmm. obviously. And it's a great opening track, and it's pretty much Ezra questioning society and just how life is just contradictory and kind of backwards, more or less, as the title says. Yes. Probably one of my favorite songs on there is Civilian Song. It's more or less like not fitting into society and just trying to find your happiness and ultimately what your legacy wants to be. That's what I pretty much up. And in that song, he almost sounds a little bit like Dylan. I don't know if you Yeah, no, he is very much. All right. Yes, but his I'll voice is yeah, pretty interesting. And it, it's not like he, when he's not screaming, he screams a little bit, but it's more just him. Love the world we have, trying to find hope and positivity in life. Um, and I, I think on that, he sounds the most like Dylan probably on that. Let it go, pretty much why you're holding on to old shit you can't change. Um, one of my favorite lines, the lyrics in that is, um, I can fix anything but me. It's yeah. Cool. Soldier On, great song, pretty much about keep chugging along, fight up the good fight with your friends, try to keep positive. This world yeah. shits on you and it sucks. You know, Seems to be a common theme. <laughs> yeah. Artificial, and I don't really know what the song's about, <laughs> It's um, but it's it's very it's more of the catchier songs on there. Kind of very more Morning Glory-esque. Very more instrumental. Uh, I'm guessing it's about starting over and like finding yourself from being lost. As I said, I love this album. It really makes you think. In, it's beautiful yet not pretentious lyrics in my opinion. It's like, you know, you don't have to hear yeah. esoteric in any... Uh, yeah. Um, I just wish there was a lyric sheet. Like I listen to so many times like yeah. going to school or like at night and stuff. Um, I just kind of wish I could follow along with the lyrics. But it is what it yeah, is. Do like a search on... Uh... No, no, nothing. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I tried that. And it's yeah, more or less like the whole album's just trying to find your voice, keep up the positive, keep, keep up the PMA man in a world gone shit. That's what <laughs> I would sum it up ultimately as. But I think it's beautiful. It's a, um, If you're a fan of Ezra or like Morning Glory, you'll mm-hmm. definitely like it, but it's not heavy. At times, it, you know, there's build yeah. up and it gets heavier in some songs, but it's not. It's more or less him and a piano a lot. Like um, to, to allude to like, I, th- I think I made the statement when we did did the singles mm-hmm. like this is like a weird class of like i guess singer songwriter type performer so like leonard Cohen would be the obvious one yeah. tom waits in a cave like uh late smith a little bit some he, that's what he reminds me he's in that class yeah i really like this album and the fact that it wasn't like bob dylan yeah one, in fact he wasn't like overly pretentious about it yeah that's what was cool also, about it because sometimes like that stuff is like jesus christ yeah. shut yeah. the fuck up and yeah, as i said it's like beautifully written um but not over the head trying to hit you with like these crazy vocabulary mm-hmm. words not that it's anything bad about that but it's yeah. kind of the working workings man's uh yeah it's language yeah. you working know? man but yeah, I, I mm-hmm. love it. I yeah, listen it's really to it good. a lot. It's as I said, you, it doesn't put you in a. You can listen mm-hmm. any, like any way you want. It's the, it, but it's more or less just trying to keep up the positivity yeah. and, and love your life the way. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Yep. Keep chugging. Chugging them brews. Yeah, chugging my cavita. Cavita. Do you ever drink kombucha? It's the same stuff. This tastes better, I think. Uh, I don't. I, I drink uh, 
I drink water, rainwater, and grain alcohol. I usually just drink water, but I just no. I say you're like sometimes yeah. you need something to cut through. Yeah, shit. my throat and stuff. You know, it's good for cutting through that stuff. Maggots. Oh. I learned a lot about maggot therapy. Mm-hmm. Got to hold some maggots. You put them in your butt. They're well, no, the ones the tapeworm would get jealous. <laughs> Orc. Yes. This is Orc by the OCs, formerly the OCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came when out. Did they change that this year or something? Ahead of this album, actually. Okay. This came out August twenty fifth, the same day like a million things came mm-hmm. out. There's actually another band that had an album come out that day that I'm saving till next time. Cool. Can't keep up. I've lost track of what albums. This is off Castle Face Records. Yeah, it's like album one hundred and seventy two. Yeah, which is also weird because I couldn't find it on Bandcamp. No, it wasn't. I, I had to listen on YouTube. So I had to listen on YouTube. I'm gonna. I'll get around to buying it because I enjoyed it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. So who are the OCs? If you recall from a podcast long ago, um, I'd say one of my better reviews, which I did while fucked up on Vicodin, ironically <laughs> enough. Australian psychedelic garage rock band. I always forget they're from Australia. I do too. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole scene because like the Murlocs are out there. Mm-hmm. And, like That other band I did last time that I can't remember. Yeah, I forget. That's doing six albums this year. Oh, um, King Gizzard and Lizard right. Wizard. Yep. And they're on the same label, well, or at least were. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if OC's jump labels or what, but anyway, so they changed their name. Castleface Records, no longer on Bandcamp, opens up with, for lack of a better word, a shotgun blast of no, static noise. It's sort of beginning in media res for, um, I think, Static God. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really hard to describe OCs. Um, one thing I picked up on is there tend to be these sudden guitar breaks that don't sound like have almost no relation to anything else in the song, but they kind of work. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like a very garagey West Coast, like, late 80s, early 90s thing. But it's like, I guess it takes place of where a chorus would be in another album. Yeah, I And I think so. I noticed it with the last album, too. So I think this is what Yeah, I agree. Is. Other than that, like, some really fakey organ. It sounds almost chiptune at times. But I like it. It's all over the place. The lyrics. What I have for it, I have 70s lo-fi tapping into like almost every 70s genre at the time like you have glam you have psych you yeah have, uh you have uh, metal like in mm-hmm. it it's almost like a a showcase of like 70s style yeah like it's like we can do this we can do this. I, I liked it i thought it was awesome i did too so here are a few of the highlights for me the title track static god that's probably my favorite song yeah even though like the lyrics come across as a bit rambly mm-hmm. animated violence which starts out with this really weird drum solo that doesn't even have the same time, time signature as the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Animated Violence is this really sloggy, sludgy metal tune. Like an orc killing people. I imagine your orcs are like kind of rules and go. I think my favorite song is Keys to the Kingdom, which is an eight minute song. That's my only turn off, was it? Those songs didn't really need to be that long. Oh, it sounds like. Something we talked about in a podcast that went up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So Keys to the Kingdom, it's it starts out almost very like bubble cummy, cotton candy. It's literally it's a song about Super Mario bubble Brothers. Bubblegummy, yeah. They said bubble cummy. S- bubble cum. That's my that's my side project, bubble cum. It's sort of like Lords of Acid meet uh, Katy Perry. Uh, okay, that would be an awesome fucking band. <laughs> bubble cum. <laughs> Can't wait till the new Bubble Gum album comes out. <laughs> anyway, so so Keys to the Kingdom starts out very bubble gummy, mm. like sweet, 
It looks, it's, it's literally feels like it's about Super Mario Brothers. Really? Or a game like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, like, it's like run yourself against the wall and break the bricks in the hedgerow. <laughs> and then after three minutes, it slows down into a very slow lulling instrumental. He's which, going through the, t- the tube. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it lasts the rest of the song. Because I was waiting for it. The first time I listened to it, I'm waiting uh-huh. for it to kick in again. And it doesn't really... You get like a violin solo. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a... I didn't get that far in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Towards the end, you get like a a brief wicked metal riff to sort of... Are you still paying attention? But yeah, it's just weird. I kind of liked it. It was just bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's like they got tired of writing the song, but they had to fill... It's like in college when people used to up the font to yes. fill like pages or... I still do that. I'll do like 13 instead of 12. Really? Ugh. It just looks wrong to me. Um, and that's about it. Not a lot to say. I liked it. It was fresh. There are two songs, um, Paranoise Leading into Cooling Tower, which are both instrumentals. Mm-hmm. They lead right into each other. I put forward, doesn't need to be two out tracks. It could be one track. Yeah. I like that. I have one out here. Oh, Animated Violence. You talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the, what did I write? Cut Off Your Head? Yeah. Because it's a lot of, yeah. Hulky psych throwback. I, oh, I like that song. Um, there's a song... Cadaver Dog, which okay. is essentially a a psychedelic torch song <laughs> uh, or a drinking song. That's cool. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Like I, I almost as you said, some, with the how the length of the songs, it wasn't like a, a total turnoff to me. But I just felt like they were mm-hmm. like, are you I keep saying like, are you paying attention? Almost yeah. that type of thing. That, and I, I kind of don't like that. Um, just, like, uh, that's just how a I'm weird like. thing is that the um, the lyrics tend to be tuned low in the mix. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be, as Karina Longworth might say, fruit forward. Yeah. Oh, I got to know about So Karina Longworth, this is an aside. So one of my favorite podcasts is You Must Remember This. I haven't listened to it in a while. She's doing a series now on Boris Karloff and oh, cool. um, Bella Lugosi. So in the, the second episode, she, that's what I keep thinking. I can't wait for that to pop up. <laughs> so she was like a bit froggy in this one and hit mm-hmm. a case of the sillies. And she starts talking about Lon Cheney Jr. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he, I fucking hate him. And she <laughs> keeps talking about how horrible and devoid of personality it is. I was like, you might, maybe you've been doing a little too much wine.com. <laughs> anyway. Um, she likes it to taste like dirt. Dirt and, or salt water <clears throat> if it's white. Yes. It's weird. She likes what she likes. Yeah, she does. And she likes her fresh avocados from Blue Apron. I do like, I like avocados. And delicious. now um, they're starting to do this thing. A lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Are starting to do the same where they basically take actual commercials that aren't live reads. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard a commercial for Progressive.com. Oh, really? It, so it's like a radio spot huh. on podcasts. That's my way of saying Orc. Yeah. By the OCs. I think it's by OCs. Mm-hmm. So the way Eels is Eels and not the Eels. Oh. Is good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, different, but good. I mean, after the, the suicide slog that was Chelsea Wolf. Yeah. It was like, it was straight up like uh, Poppy. You're like, ooh, this is a... There was no bubble cum. <laughs> no, but nothing's but, uh, like bubble cum. Nothing is. Mets. Strange piece. I've done a, a few Mets albums. Yes. Reviews already. They are from Toronto, Ontario. It is their third full-length album. To me, if you... I've listened to a lot of Mets, so I, I think it's a bit of a different pace. It's still very heavy, but it's not... Instead of blowing the doors off, it kind of just... Blows up the room, you yeah. know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of three guitars, it might have two, you know. And it, 
but still, it, it, it's still like a full assault, but as I said, it's just like a... They ease off the gas down. a little yeah. bit. And it has more of like a harmonic sound to it that I found. As I said, it's still very noisy, but just touch down a smidge. And they also let the vocals shine through, I thought. Like, you could hear them a, a lot better. Uh, and part of it, some of the songs even remind me of, if you remember the band, The Horrors. Like, yes. some of their early albums um, remind me of a little bit. One of my favorite songs is Cellophane, and it's heavy yet melodic. Almost has a 90s alt-grunge sound to it. And it, I, I guess it, uh, I put with three extra guitars. So I guess it was one of the louder songs. As I said, I wrote this, this review a week ago, and I should have looked at it before. And also, um, one thing that has, it has a really catchy, hooky chorus, um, and it kind of sells it. Caterpillar, very drone-like, guitar-heavy, yet melodic. Lost in the Blank City, it's a really cool song. And that reminded me a lot of a horror song. And a, a horror song, but a little bit heavier. Uh, <clears throat> and it almost had a ministry riff in it, mm -hmm. the, the missionary or whatever. Like that's For some yeah. reason, that popped up in my head. Mr. Plaque. Mr. Plague? Sorry. That's the one that has the ministry yeah. riff in it. My bad. And very drum-heavy and guitar-heavy. Common Trash was one of my favorite songs towards the end, and it has a slight kind of Nirvana feel to it, and uh, one of the guitars is tuned really low, doing its thing, and then leads tuned a little differently, kind of their thing they do anyway. <clears throat> and it has a real catchy chorus. Raw Material, for some reason I kept on thinking um, one of the Vanishing Life songs that we, we or I reviewed mm -hmm. uh, a few podcasts ago, and it kind of has almost like a new wave feel to it. As I said, it's uh, heavy and buzzing, yet it's... Very melodic compared to their first two albums, um, and it, that's kind of hard to do. And they, uh, and to me, they succeeded doing it. So, mm -hmm. I like it. I would if you like Matt's, check them out. Almost if you were gonna start listening to them, I would say start this album. It might be a little, as I said, it's turned down a notch, but it's good. I like it. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to it at all. I, a little bit. I didn't pay as much attention because I had a lot going on. Yeah, we yeah. were both pretty busy. I like it. I, li I like that. Like a lot of bands we did in early podcasts are starting to cycle back around. Yeah, like yeah. You said. Because I did um, Mets, they had a single out, I think, earlier this year, yeah. or um, last year sometime in the yeah. winter or something. But um, yeah, it's good. I, mm -hmm. I I like that they're kind of changing it up a little bit, but not too much. It's, yeah. It's cool. Mets, Strange Pieces. Mm -hmm. I like it. So let me give you, a, this is going to be an a, a abbreviated, I guess, review of Mass Seduction by St. Vincent, mm -hmm. Annie Clark. Very unusual experience with this album because I was intensely in love with it for a week. They kind of just fell off. Mm -hmm. But I did enjoy it. Um, St. Vincent, singer-songwriter, one of the 8,000 members of the Polyphonic Spree. Yes. Um, jumps around here and there. I think it's her fifth album, maybe her sixth. Yeah, I wasn't sure how many albums she Like, I always liked her. Like Yeah. But I never bought anything. Like, there's always a couple songs I always liked off every album, but mm -hmm. I never ended up buying. So this one's a little weird because it's split almost evenly between fast beat, almost electronica pop, yeah. And more traditional singer-songwriter, deeply personal lyrics. Mm -hmm. Which created an interesting contrast, but I think ultimately that's why it didn't have staying power for me. Um, you listened to at least I listened Los to Angeles. Los, yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. I, I, I watched the video, too. and it's, yep. it's awesome. Where they're like pulling at her face. Yeah, I, I think it's an awesome, poppy, electro... So song. The, it's very kind of different in my opinion. Yeah, so like other stuff. that's reminiscent of sort of the poppier song. So there's one called Pills. Mm -hmm. so I did listen to that one you were talking Pills about. Pills is a good one. I kind of like the hook. Sugar Boy. Let, let me interrupt you for a second. So yeah. I actually was going to buy the album on yeah. iTunes. I had like seven bucks that I've had on there for a mm -hmm. while. 
So I go to buy the album, and they said my money expired, and they would. That's bullshit. Yeah, when did they start doing that? So I actually would have bought the album. I never heard that. Last week. It happened last week. Because I was like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. mind paying a couple bucks. Yeah. I like the handful of songs off here. I'll buy it. Oh. Nope. That's bullshit, though. <laughs> yeah. A fucking shitty Apple. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sugar Boy is like a weird... It's like a dance song, basically. So you have those songs that are very fast beat, like a lot of like weird, almost psychedelic stuff, a lot of crazy guitar work, playing with the instruments, but not necessarily what they're about. Okay. Uh, Mass Seduction is the title track. There's a Nick Cave reference in there that I kind of appreciate. Laugh like a giddy schoolgirl. No, it was like clever because it's something... She references Boatman's Call. Uh, Boatman's Call is the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds album that Nick Cave basically recorded by himself. And among other things, it's about the disintegration of his first marriage and him dating Kylie Minogue. And PJ Harvey, I think, for that matter. (laughs) Of the slower songs, there's one called Happy Birthday, Johnny... Which I believe, I don't know enough about her personally, mm-hmm. is about her brother who's a heroin addict and is sort of, I mean, it's kind of heartbreaking because it's talked about like, you visited me in New York one time and I showed you the junkies and you were just like too excited and then you burnt down your hotel room so we said it was our fault. There's a line about like, for Christmas one year I bought you Jim Carroll hoping you'd sort of heed it as like a hint but you just glorified it. And it ends with like, he's asking for money. And she's like, don't let me think about it. He just starts tearing her apart and talking about what a piece of shit she is and how no one knows the real her. Um, and who's she dating? Again? She dated Carrie Brownstein. That's right. She's with um, Catherine Devenu, oh, okay. who might come up in our third segment. Okay. Um, because she, let's say Harvey Weinstein, spoil it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then there's a song called Savior, so I don't know if you listen to that song. Nah, I only listen to like two or three So Savior's worth listening to. But I couldn't buy it. It'll be up your alley. It's a slow song. It's not like a especially personal song. It has sort of, we'll say, a kinky beat that gets more and more kinky as it goes on. And it's sort of like playing different roles. But all the roles are sort of, we'll say, bondage fetishization. So like, like a nun, a nurse, a school teacher, just leather. And at first I'm like, this is kind of like a Fiona Apple song, but it's not. It reminded me of someone else. Jamie, do you remember Poe? I like Poe. So did you ever hear the story behind Poe? Like, how so? Well, go ahead. How she disappeared. No, I didn't actually. So this is interesting. So that song reminded me of Poe. I really like Poe, especially that second album. I like the first album. I like the first album. So the second, regardless of whether you like the second album or not. Yeah. The first thing off that album was Hey Pretty. Mm-hmm. It was in heavy, heavy rotation in MTV. Yeah. It was the number one single in the country. That album was selling like hotcakes. Then the record label ceased all production. It basically, it's during the Time Warner merger, mm-hmm. Atlantic Records got acquired and they dumped Poe as an artist, but they had like, she had an option for three other albums that they kind of held. <laughs> mm-hmm. And. It's really bizarre, and basically she had to stop recording. And again, the other thing was this album was like as hot as hot could be, and they stopped. Yeah. And I think it was Time Warner owned like all the inventory, but Atlantic owned the masters. So time, there was like a two-year moratorium on Atlantic doing anything with Poe. Hmm. So it's just bizarre. So it was always a weird story how her career. Uh, not the Teletubby. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> shut up. Is that one of the Teletubbies? I know Tinky Winky. 
Tell it to know that Boo Bob's the other one I hate. Yeah. It was a decent album. Like I really liked it, and then like I kind of just like uh, over-listened to it, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. The two things I kind of hate is when people sing about Los Angeles, although in this case it worked, Los Angeles was good. When people sing about how great New York is, I can't stand. And there's a song about New York that if I'm like... If you like saxophones. <laughs> the Fear song. Yeah. Is that a... Yeah. Anyway, that's a really long way to go nothing. So, yeah. I still want to check it out. Yes, we're checking it I out. I almost bought it on vinyl, and it was like 27 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, nah. Yeah. Nah. 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 I just bought two Chelsea Wolf no. albums. Mm. Well, I was going to order them online, and they were pretty much just after shipping and stuff, and there's nothing special mm-hmm. about them. I'm like, I can get them at Rock Shop. Yeah. Which Rock Shop... And Plymouth Meaning is also opening, it should be open actually as of today, in King of Prussia. Oh, nice. Downstairs by um, Sears. Well, the old Sears, mm-hmm. it's Prime Mac now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, by the old food court and stuff. Did uh, the Chelsea Wolf albums come with like razor blades or possibly strychnine? No, they didn't, unfortunately. Uh, <sighs> Some rope. Rope. Hang yourself. <laughs> so, what else is in the news? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, how about this Harvey Weinstein stuff? It's yeah. Cray cray. So we always... Asia Argento's in the news. Yeah, so... <laughs> Who would have thought, ever watching Scarlet Diva, that the Joe Coleman scene was supposed to be Harvey Weinstein? So let's illustrate that, because so, I know everyone knows the Harvey Weinstein story. I'm going to put forth that not everyone has seen Scarlet Diva. Uh, I think they all have. But all right, in case you're one of the few freaks who haven't seen Scarlet Diva, um, starring Kurt's Pants... Silver Pants. Silver Pants. Um, and Special K. Well, it's Asia Argento's first um, directorial d- debut. I mm-hmm. think she did it in 2000 or something. Yeah. Early 2000s. It might even been 99. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of loosely based off her, her own career and stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. But in it, there's a scene where she's meeting up with like a, a director or a producer of yeah. some sort. Some movie mogul type guy. And she's like pretty young and all dressed to the nines, and she's like goes up, and he's all like, "Why don't you rub me down with some uh, yeah. some lotion?" And Is she's it? like, Haha, "Okay," and like it gets really uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. he's more or less like opens up his robe, and his ding dong hanging yeah. out, and she's like, "Ah." I think he's naked, but with cowboy boots. And yeah, all and well, she ends up in like running out. Yeah, he's while chasing, he's chasing her, out, her yeah. with his wing wang, just flapping all over the place. But mm-hmm. in real life, she more she gets raped. Although I think she said it was consensual, but she didn't really want to do it, but she didn't. Well, that means, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not saying. There's that. a lot of that. I think Ashley Judd said she screwed him because she wanted to be like a actual. Yeah, Rose McGowan. I'll say a violent. Well, Rose McGowan's because she was like, I was talking about this shit 10 years ago. My career got destroyed and mm-hmm. no one. Apparently, like Robert Rodriguez heard knew about that yeah. and that's why he had her in. Oh, I saw that yesterday. Um, yeah. yeah, in um, Planet Terror. Because I was wondering what happened to her because she was pretty... She big, was, and then she, she just yeah, did she charmed. was hot and she did charm and yeah disappeared from movies well even now that I think about when she popped up on Planet Terror that was kind of a surprise mm-hmm. but what a fucking dirtbag like, um, at the same time and I'm not it's surprising to me that no like people are outraged um, mm-hmm. which they should be but in my opinion this has been happening in Hollywood since day one yeah like, um, and I'm not taking that away from anybody. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be happening, period. But it's... Like, why do you think they call it the casting couch? Well, <laughs> well the... I don't say famous quote from Marilyn Monroe, but the quote was, yes. that's the last dick I'll ever have to suck. Yeah. And, like, and the guys are getting, like, groped and stuff, too. Like, I, Terry Crews came Terry out Cruz. saying that he was, like, groped, and it's like, you, you just deal with it. You, If you want to be famous and make um, it, you sometimes just have to grin and bear it. And it's absolutely wrong, but... A big story that, like... Or a big urban legend was that River Phoenix... 
had to blow Merv Griffith to get like a part in the movie. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then, of course, you get even deeper. There's the Hollywood pedophile, right? Yeah, and I totally agree that like I believe that yeah. to core that that totally happens. But um, anyway, so Catherine Devereaux, I'm probably Devereaux, mm-hmm. probably saying her name wrong. She was like invited up to a hotel room, and the very short version is she got a creep. She asked the assistant to bring her car around, and the assistant's like, no, you should just go in. It'll be a while before we get the car. There was another woman there, and Harvey's like, well, you two practice kissing? Or something weird like that. So and she, he ended up giving her a part in something, and she's like, I always figured that was like to hush me up. So basically everybody. It's crazy. And I'm sure he, obviously he's not the only one, I would say. I'm yeah. sure it's mm-hmm. still going on. Um, there's some thought... Not that this stuff shouldn't come to light and it's horrible. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow was one of them because Brad Pitt yeah. was like threatening him or something. But I was going to say, there's there's sort of that Bob Weinstein mm-hmm. leaked it to, to kind of push him out of the business. <laughs> which because, would not surprise me either. Which, like the mom just died, so I think that was the sign that he was taking over. So yeah, we'll see if Harvey Weinstein ends up in jail because it's, it is a list as long as your arm. Well, like Hollywood has its own little thing. So like, look yeah. at um, Roman Polanski and people are like, well... He didn't really rape raper. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He, yeah. He's Gave a fucking rapist. And... <sighs> but, you know, that's Hollywood. I, did you hear um, Marilyn Manson kicked out the one dude in his band for, like... Twiggy Ramirez, yeah. 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 I thought that, I thought that, you should be doing that shit. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, the whole Me Too thing mm-hmm. that all the like a lot of women were doing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't know a woman who has not been either sexually assaulted or sexually harassed. Like, if you haven't, like, that's awesome, but... It's going to happen. It's everybody has. I put it on my Facebook, and when yeah. I did it, I was like, oh, people are going to think I was raped, and I was not yeah. raped, but I've been assaulted. But pretty assaulted. much everyone did like, it, yeah. So my, I brought it up to my mom. She's like, I was going to ask, and I was like, I'm glad I said this. Yeah. I didn't think I got raped. But. <laughs> but yeah, and it was amazing to me that a lot of guys were like, oh, I never knew this. It's like, yeah. really? Well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of... Uh, that's the one good thing about it. Like, behind your computer, you're not really doing much, but if it's bringing mm-hmm. awareness... I. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do not know one woman who has not been sexually assaulted or harassed or yeah. raped when it comes down to it, unfortunately. You guys and your dirty wing-wings. Dirties. Um, man-hater. Yeah. No, we're not man-hater, man-hater, but hopefully people will learn from it. Yeah. And just, a lot of people are like, well, how are girls going to, are men supposed to talk to women? I'm like, what? Really? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> that's like that weird bro culture, too. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, really? You, that's the way you talk to women? Like, you, you're, an, you're mm-hmm. an asshole. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. But, yeah, so that's the whole Weinstein stuff. So, taking, Trash asked you taking the, the controversial stance of being a get sexualist. <laughs> yes, yes, and, totally. Um, uh, yeah. So, Halloween's here. Yes. Shifting gears. Sort of, because you mentioned Roman Polanski, who put out one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, what was that? Rosemary's Baby. What, what is your favorite Halloween movie, Victor? Or Victor. Victor. <laughs> I am... Um, it's not the best movie. I'll say something particularly good. I don't think it's particularly scary. I'm a sucker for Trick or Treat. I really am. Um, yeah, that's... Um, like, if I had to do a top three, I would have Night of the Demons. Yeah. Because I love Night of the Demons. It's, and it's a Halloween. It takes place on Halloween. And then I'd probably have Halloween. Yeah. And then Trick or Treat. I like Trick or Treat. I have a soft, soft spot mm. for it. And Anna Paquin's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, Trick or Treat. I'm trying to think. Like, Rosemary's Baby is one that legitimately creeps me out, especially at the end when she's uh, she just goes to hold the baby for some reason. The devil. Like, mm-hmm. he has his father's those eyes. Sexual assault takes place in that. Mm-hmm. And Sharon Tate's in that. Did you see um, when Roseanne 
Huh? They, Roseanne, uh, the, the sitcom, uh, redid that when like Darlene was pregnant and they did like a Rosemary's Baby. A ve- yeah, episode. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Um, one I really like is Hellraiser. Okay. Um, because it's such a bizarre I haven't movie. watched Hellraiser like, in years. So Hellraiser, it does everything that's not a trope. So you think of Hellraiser, you think of Pinhead. You might think of um, the girl, Christy. First off, Pinhead, the Cenobites are not really in it that much. They're not really even the villain. Second, the main character for most of the film is Christy's stepmother, who's like a middle-aged woman. Most of what she's doing is murdering dudes. <laughs> so it's it's bizarre. It was like very different. That was one of... Hellraiser 3 was one of the first movies Mark and I watched. Like date, uh, like date movie? Yeah, and it was like really uncomfortable. It has my favorite like <laughs> line when like the guy, the Marky Mark guy, mm. the guy who went to the club, shoots at the pillar... And he's like, he goes, Jesus Christ! And then the sculptor, mm-hmm. he goes, not quite. Yes, I've heard um, that. I also like in the first one when uh, Frank goes, Jesus wept. Yes. Um, so it's good. it's bizarre. I like it. Um, more traditional. Halloween scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, um, that, but that's what I'm going by, you know? like. Yeah. Oh, here's something I read. You know Halloween, mm-hmm. unofficial sequel to... Silent Night, Deadly, either Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Black Christmas. Oh, really? So supposedly Carpenter was talking to the guy who directed that, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, I'm never going to make a sequel." And then he ended up making a sequel, hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night. So I guess it was. Well, I don't remember. But so I, supposedly it was a spiritual sequel to that movie. I like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> a good bad movie. Naughty punish. Or is that <laughs> yeah. a Black Christmas? I can't remember. They get him confused. That's uh, the not Black Christmas. The other Silent Night, Deadly Night. I like the sequel. Which he did make it a sequel there. He did that. Well, yeah. then in like 79 or whatever, yeah. 80 he did. A couple people, like we asked it on our Facebook and we kind of asked it late, um, but a couple people mm-hmm. said The Crow. I know like Jake said The Crow and Tom to Dominic. Um, Jake wrote a couple. I think he did like Halloween, mm-hmm. the, the first, and then the re- the remake, the Rob Zombie mm-hmm. one. Uh, I forget what else he put off the top of my head. It, um, Friday the 13th? Yeah. I, yeah, I think he said that, which Friday the 13th is one of my favorite of the genre. I, I went and saw at the Colonial Fire yeah. the 13th part 6? Is that the one four? Corey? Yeah, oh, Corey Feldman. Yeah. When he like shaves his head like Jason. Oh, he's like, remember. And then you see Jason's face. <laughs> at the end, yeah. Like I watched up to I think 7, maybe 8. I was watching uh, the one in space the other day. Oh, Jason X. Yeah, I like, never at seen At the it end before. it's like, oh look, a shooting star. It's pretty bad. Well, there's awesome. There's one where it's like nothing, it takes place at Crystal Lake but it's nothing to do with Jason. Oh, it's like an orderly is doing it. Oh, yeah. that might have been the third or the fourth one, maybe? Was that the group of kids in the camp? No, it's like, a, maybe, I don't know. It all gets confusing. Like, I like... The first two are my favorite. I actually like Jason without the talking mask. Oh, when he's it. wearing, like, I like the, the sack uh, on it. Like, the second yeah. one, like, he's so cr- freaking creepy, in my opinion. The first couple, and then used to, that was like a rite of passage, I felt like, when you were crazy. Yeah, you had a lot. Yeah, but I, I've seen the first and second one so many times. I love them. So those always have a... Up to a point when they start to get kind of stupid. Like, with the telekinetic girl and shit. I yeah. don't give a shit about that's like a Nightmare on Elm Street. I remember like when you, I first saw Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. I was fucking scared. Like that was scary yeah. shit. It's in your dream now. It's like, now eh. you watch it, you're like, eh. He's dude in a sweater. Eh. One of those has uh, Roseanne and Tom Arnold in it. Really? Well, yeah, like one of the later ones. Sort of the one of the meta ones. Mm. There's a point, like part of the movie, that's it's too scary for me. Like a lot of the J-horror. Yeah. I was watching The Ring the, uh, on, was on the other night. Yeah. And it's still creepy. That's scary to wooden doors. Because it starts a beaver. Um, and yeah, I guess we're kind of running out of steam. 
Do you know they're remaking Death Wish? Yeah, I didn't know that. That looks horrible. Yeah, it does. I saw uh, Blade Runner, and that was a preview for it. Mm. I still have not seen Blade Runner. Mm. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to see it. It was good. I've just been so busy with school. It shit. like had a creepy scene. Really? Well, yeah. anything with kids, kind of. Yeah. Like you're uh, like the avoiding movie. Uh, the Stranger well, Things 2. I said like the movie, the movie Kids. Yes. Stranger Things 2. The, I haven't watched it. I haven't, a lot of people have watched it and haven't said anything about it. I actually haven't seen anything yeah. about it, so it's weird. Which I kind of wonder. It's like Stranger Things 2. Meh. Mm, I want to but say I, it. It I like the first out. one. You didn't like it. You Monday, didn't watch it because you're. I a, tried like actually. You watched again. two minutes of I it. I tried a second time. Yeah. It's just not, and you were just like, eh. it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, you're a snob. No, all the sheep will like it. Yeah. They're wearing ghost. Captain No Fun. Over here. That's what I am. I don't believe in fun. Mm-hmm. If I ran a company, there'd be no Christmas party. Probably not. I'd be like, Halloween is the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Victor's uh, going out on Halloween as a pirate. Yeah, is he excited? He was. He had a little um, Halloween party uh, on Thursday where they sang songs. It was cute. No. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I have. I'm actually missing class and taking it the next morning because I have like two quizzes. Uh, on the muscles. Ah, uh, like. Like the love muscle. <laughs> no. It's horrible. I don't know shit about muscles. It's all like uh, this one's like uh, upper body. Other than uh, the head, I did the head. Yeah. Body. And stuff. I'm chugging along. There's only like six weeks left and shit. So. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, I think I got like two months. Yeah. Well, a couple of months. Ma- couple of weeks short of that. Yeah, anyway, I think we're really running out of steam <laughs> for this one. You can find us at the usual places. Yeah, on Facebook, mm-hmm. com. Please, if you like us, which would really help, rate us on iTunes if you go get it through iTunes. We only have like three reviews and a couple people that start them, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Tell people about it. Yeah. Or start it. We so. know people listen. That's the weird thing. I know. Well, or at least yeah. our engagement goes up whenever we post a podcast. According to the metrics on com, which we do through Squarespace, mm-hmm. powered by Squarespace. Yes. You can see like you get like a fairly decent amount of downloads off there. That's cool. And I know when we did our one live episode, we had like yeah, we had 600, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a live episode sometime soon, I would say. Yeah. Maybe in December around Christmas or something. Yeah. Be cool. We're approaching two years. I know, it's cray-cray. Yeah. Yeah. Two years and then our third of Best of in 20... Yeah, we'll just do clip shows. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> be awful. Uh, it would be more work than... The easiest part of this podcast is recording it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so all that... Have a golden voices. Yeah, have a spectacular Halloween. Yeah. Dooby dooby doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. of the haunted podcast really is. Great kitty. This is the genuine but the genius that you made up. <laughs> that worked out like shit.